0: it was saw with y'all. Oh, hi. Coming to say you look, you fine. We got to cut it off. Nobody kidding, I on my line. I'ma keep it above with y'all. But Shotty, I'm trying to make your mind. Don't make it too easy, I wanna try. She looking too good, can let it go by, oh, yeah. Think up Wonderlado. This lot Lado. She could be a model. She wanna show me some. Think up Wonderlado. Yeah, this Loma Lado. All right, today's episode,
1: me and Jordan are gonna be doing what's called the NBA Trade of Palooza episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about buyers and sellers in this upcoming NBA trade deadline. I believe the deadline's on February 9th, so today is January 26th, so that's a little over a week away, and then we're going to be talking about some trade scenarios that we made up, um, and yeah, it's going to be a fun episode, so stay tuned for that. All right, we're here with Jordan. Sorry it's been a while. It's been a very busy week, as I mentioned on Lepercut. Uh Jordan and I both moved into college, so we've been all over the place but it's nice to be here with you now talking some nba well voice crack talking some of my favorite uh aspects of the nba which is nba trades so i know you have some ideas let's start off with um the buyers and sellers part of this segment why don't you give me um one of your buyers okay
0: my first buyer is the heat mm-hmm. uh i think they're they're kind of struggling right now they have a clear lack of talent um and they have have not a ton of assets but i think they have enough to go out and make a move at least and improve their their team so maybe get a you know another score yeah so the heat are very interesting because as you mentioned
1: they were struggling they they've actually been doing well as of late uh, bam adebayo's completely come yeah. on defensively um obviously they just beat the celtics and posted that bitchy ass little fucking tweet so fuck you heat fuck you heat fans that was did you see that tweet Yeah, when our whole team was not playing yeah did you see the tweet that i'm talking about no what they say they said uh it was something along the lines of the Celtics after 17 turnovers lose um a very it was did you see the Dallas tweet after Brett Maher's kicks? Mm,
0: no, what was that
1: one? It was like essentially saying these were all very avoidable um mm. you know issues <laughs> and uh it was basically they shot themselves in the foot along those lines. Let me see if I can find the tweet here. Um while we're doing that yeah the main trade aspect like the biggest thing that the Heat have to trade would be Duncan Robinson's contract. Uh, do you have any ideas like of a trade in, of that caliber, you know?
0: Um yeah. So actually my first trade scenario was to go get Fred Van Vliet from yeah. the Raptors. Um Van Vliet, first of all, is gonna be a free agent this year. I don't think the Raptors are um, I mean, I don't think they were gonna re-sign him. So I definitely think they should get rid of him. The Heat would be a good spot. The Heat would probably have to give up uh, a couple picks and maybe – I don't know what the contracts would be like with Duncan. I don't think the Raptors would want Duncan. They might want um, like Nikola Jovich or something or maybe Gabe Vincent, someone like that. But, yeah, Duncan might have to be in there to make the the contracts work. Yeah, I think um, that's kind of – like, that's a tough one. I think Duncan Robinson,
1: well, it depends on where the Raptors want to go, right? If they want to, you know, tank fully, I think Duncan Robinson's a good pickup or Nikola Yovich, as you
0: mentioned. If they want to actually get better, I don't know if they look at that trade, you know? I mean, well, the thing is, I don't think Van Vliet's going to want to resign there. And I don't know if the Raptors are even going to want to resign him. Yeah.
1: And he's been oh, having I... the worst year of his career. Yeah. So I would go out
0: now and, and try to get value for him before he just walks in free agency. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I completely agree. I think um, looking at the trade now in NBA trade machine, it has to be, um, I believe, Duncan Robinson. And then if you add in DeAndre Dedmond, I believe that trade works. Yeah, that trade works. So it's uh, Robinson and Dedmond for Fred Van Vliet, Van Vliet. That would give Jovic more playing time. Um, and Deadmond, if you remember, threw his mouth guard on the court and got um, basically ejected after a fight with Eric Spolstra. So I'm assuming mm-hmm. they'd be willing to move on from him because he seems yeah. unhappy there. So I think that's actually a really solid trade for both parties. I mean, in terms of Toronto, like where are they going? I well, mean, they sure. would just get picks. They, yeah. they would need
0: picks to do that. And oh, yeah. Can... The picks are
1: added in on that as well. I forgot to mention that. Yeah.
0: Before. And then um, they would need, I mean, I think Van Vliet, could help the heat. I don't think it would get them, you know, any further than they're going to go already. Cause the East is so loaded, but it is still a good move. It, it at least makes them more competitive.
1: Yes. And then that heat tweet that I was talking about, they tweeted Celtics gave away the ball 17 times in the narrow loss to the heat in a matchup. The Celtics had a chance to win if they didn't again, generate self-inflicted wounds.
0: Wow. That's just out of nowhere to the best yeah. team in the league. Yeah. <laughs> that was missing weird. like four starters.
1: And the Dallas Cowboys had done that before they're saying like they lost after a bunch of missed point, uh, extra point kicks and they generated. Yeah. So kind of fucking stupid. Fuck the heat, obviously. Um, yeah. On NBA trade machine, that trade that you mentioned works. Um, you can't put picks in, in the NBA trade machine, but it does account for salaries. So the picks are just, you know, assumed that's kind of like the reason that the Raptors would do that trade in the first pick in the first place. Um, my first Kings, or, well, I gave it away. My first buyer was the Kings. I think that this team is legitimately solid and very, very good. And I think that they're one piece away from making, um, honestly, making a deep playoff runs, if not the finals, I don't think they win the championship this year, but I do think that they're going to make a deep playoff run as is. But if they add in one more player or like one, you know, a couple of better players, they're going to make a really deep run. The biggest thing with Sacramento is they have no rim protection that's like their biggest thing and i have a trade for someone that i think is going to fix that um the trade is pretty simple the kings receive mo Bamba, the magic receive alex len at 3.918 million pj dozer at 1.9 million and a 2023 protected first round pick this trade is basically centered around the pick that's what that's what's going to incentivize the magic to do that trade. Um we were going to talk about this but it kind of passed a little bit so it wasn't, you know, pertinent for us to talk about but Jonathan Isaac came back against the Celtics. He looked amazing. And I think Mobamba's already buried on this bench filled with a bunch of really solid deep like it's just a very solid deep team with a bunch of big players. Add in another really solid player in Jonathan Isaac who could potentially be an all-star if he continues like at the uh per, progress he was at before he got injured that's a tough order obviously he hadn't played in two years if that happens or even if he's just average Mo Bamba is going to be even farther out of the lineup and I think he's incentivized to want to leave this trade for the Kings you get rid of PJ Dozer who I actually like for them is pretty solid but you're bringing in Mo Bamba who completely fits that what they need in terms of rim protection not to mention there isn't a lot of rim protectors out there on the market for them to get how do you feel about that trade
0: yeah, I mean, my one question is like you mentioned, Bamba's been buried um, on a team that obviously isn't that good. I, I just I haven't seen the guy play, and I feel like years. I don't know just how valuable he is right now to a team. Obviously, he gives you rim protection, but is he you know a liability on the offensive end? Does he does he fit well enough that he would get real playoff minutes? You think? Well, that's what's nice about
1: the Kings is that offensively they're set, and we talked about this. Remember when we were talking about our breakout players that we thought were going to be really important and my player was KZ Akpala. And it was totally because KZ obviously doesn't have much offense, but this, the Kings just need defensive um, rim running and protection. Their goal this year was to score more points than the other team. I know that's everyone's goal technically, but in terms of they're just going to score as many points as they can and hope to score more than the other team. And they, that's why they don't need mobamba to be an offensive player really he fits this yeah. role pretty perfectly in my opinion now playoff time we don't know cuz we haven't seen him play in the playoffs so that's true i don't know but um in the meantime i think that really shores up the front court defensively which is what you need um give me your next buyer
0: all right i'm going with the nets um i think the nets can go out and get a a real shooting center I know Claxton's been having a career year. He's looked awesome. But I do think the spacing with Claxton and Simmons on the floor kind of creates an issue, especially in the playoffs when when teams really focus up on defense and start game planning and start daring those guys to shoot. So I think the Nets can go out and make a big splash. If they can get Miles Turner, who seems to be available, um, that would be huge for them. That would turn them into an already amazing team and contender to possibly a favorite if they went and got Miles Turner, if not Miles Turner, maybe, maybe Vucevic. And yeah, I think the Nets would give up Joe Harris or Seth Curry, uh, probably Patty Mills. Patty Mills definitely looks like he's getting moved and a first round pick for one of those big guys. And maybe Cam Thomas, if teams are interested, I know he probably has some value uh, to a lot of teams who want young guys. So, but if the heat or if the nets can go out and get miles turner i think that would make them really scary as a celtics fan i would be very upset if that happened okay so what first thing i'm i'm going to break this my
1: answer up into two kind of parts first part uh joe harris for miles turner straight up works the reason that the it, pacers do this is for picks obviously um the second part of my answer is i was playing around with a lot of miles turner trades and in doing so, I did a bunch of research on him. And I actually don't think he's going to be moved now. I thought he was going to be moved. I was along with you. I thought he was on the table, whatever. He seems pretty happy from what I've seen watching him. They're also really successful. Obviously, they dropped yeah. a lot when Tyrese Halliburton went out. But that's like taking Tatum out of the lineup for us. I know that's an overreaction, but that's what I'm saying. Like it's taking your best player out of your lineup is going to fuck you over, especially a guy like Tyrese, who I don't know the stats off the top of my head, but in terms of like what percentage of possessions he touches the ball it's got to be ridiculously high as a facilitator um because of that i actually think miles turner might resign which is kind of crazy if you think about it but i think a better trade might be buddy healed um and i think in doing so the Pacers would have to give up a little bit so i'm looking at it now on the trade finder um i think buddy healed actually works really well for the nets though i know i know your goal is to get obviously um another big to like you know be defensive and all that but i think buddy healed for joe harris um and then like i guess you could add in looking around you could throw in like i don't know sumner maybe yeah we'll throw in sumner let's see how this works yeah that trade works how do you feel about that trade for the nets if they get buddy
0: healed instead of I mean... um, miles turner I love Buddy Heald. I'm always a huge Buddy Heald fan. He fits pretty much on any team you put him on. So if the Nets get him, that's obviously a plus. Um, but I do think they have that position pretty much yeah. covered. That's so, a good downside. Yeah, but it, it's still, I mean, if you can't go get a big, then yeah, still make a move and go get Buddy Heald. That's huge. Yeah. Um, especially because you know other teams are are looking for Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald's been on the trade block for, for over a year at least. Yeah. Um, but the Miles Turner thing, I don't know, I, I, even if he wants to resign and he's happy, I wouldn't be surprised if the Pacers want to move off him because yeah. he's, he's kind of unpredictable. I mean, and you get a first round pick out of it and you're you're not really trying to win a championship right now. You're trying to build um, around Tyrese. So I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. What do you think about Vucevic on the Nets? Um,
1: what do I think about Vucevic on the Nets? I think Vucevic is probably the easier one to get would be my guess. Um, obviously he hasn't been playing super well. I actually do like him on the Nets, but I, I'm really interested in what this trade package would be, just because. Like, I'm wondering what the Bulls' like position is here. Like, what are they going to be trying to do? Are they going? Oh, be I think to... the
0: Bulls, the Bulls might need to blow this thing up.
1: I I agree with you, but it looks like they're trying to win games. So, like, what do you think as well, the organization is thinking right now? It
0: looks like that right now, but the trade deadline isn't over yet. Like I think the bulls are going to make significant moves come trade deadline. I don't know what the contracts are. I'm not going to be surprised if Levine gets moved and yeah. that would be a huge blockbuster. And it, it's the one that I think is probably most likely. So yeah. I think the bulls know that the, their two guys aren't nearly enough to, to get them anywhere. So trading Vooch for picks is, you know, that would be the first step of yeah. For the future.
1: So Vooch, the Vooch trade that I <clears throat> have kind of messed around with is Vooch for Joe Harris and Cam Thomas and then picks. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about that one?
0: Yeah, I think I think that works for both teams. Yeah. Um, for the Bulls, you don't you know, you don't care about winning. Get a young player, get picks. And for the Nets, I think that's huge for the Nets getting a yeah. shooting center. I know Vooch hasn't been great, but getting a center who can provide real offense Vooch can stretch the floor, but he's also great in the post. Um, I don't know how, how the lineup would work if Claxton would come off the bench because he's been so good, but I, I do like that. And I think maybe the closing lineup, I think Vooch finishes because Simmons and Claxton on the court are just I, – I can see that causing so many problems in a deep playoff run.
1: Yeah, I, I think more than likely it would just be uh, matchup base in terms yeah. of who starts. Yeah, true. Kind of based like if you have a traditional ground and pound center, you put Vooch in there. If you need you know more length and athleticism in terms of guarding the opposing team's bigs, you put in Claxton. Maybe sometimes you go big and you do this crazy lineup of Ben Simmons. Um, K- imagine this lineup actually: Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Vucevic, and um, take a pick of who else like Joe Harris. Oh, I guess you're getting rid of Joe Harris, but oh, Claxton.
0: Yeah, that would be that that would be massive. <laughs> That's a massive
1: lineup, yeah. And yeah. I I don't know how good that would be, but in terms of like just being a massive lineup, you could really bully smaller teams.
0: Yeah, it's a good problem to have if you have that many good big guys. Yeah. So. True.
1: Um yeah, so I like that. I I completely agree with like everything uh you said about the Nets especially trying to be buyers because I do think they are in my opinion um contenders right now. Yeah. No matter what, sure. if you have Kyrie and KD, you're just going to contend. For sure. Um, all right, my next buyer is the Cleveland Cavaliers. This is another team, along with the Cavs, that I think is about one piece away from making the along finals. With the, along with the who? Oh, I mean, with the Kings, rather, sorry. Okay. Um, The Cavs, along with the Kings, I think are both teams that are one piece away from making the finals. Cavs, probably more likely, just because of their star power. Donovan Mitchell is... We got to talk about Donovan Mitchell for a second. He's been absurd... We we hit we were hard on him last year because of his defense, and he's completely turned that around. The defensive intensity, the defensive numbers, everything's been up. From all accounts, he's a great locker room guy. He's been basically the best thing to happen to Cleveland since LeBron James. And I don't know, that was the best win in NBA history with a trade at this point in terms of what they gave up and what they got. Um, I mean, like, yeah, it just works really well. I'm really happy with this trade for them, and I think that, um, yeah, Donovan Mitchell's the fucking man, so give him his flowers. In terms of what Cleveland needs, I know Isaac Okoro has been shooting a little bit better recently, but it's only on like two or three shots a game. I'm not sure that his efficiency's there yet. I know it's been efficient as of now, but you need to start. One, he's not being guarded um, because there's just been history of him not being able to shoot the balls, and they're kind of sagging off of him, and he's hitting open shots. So you need to see a him get guarded and hit shots. B take more than two or three shots for me to actually believe that the three point shooting is there and is there to stay. That being said, I think they need to upgrade that Isaac Acoro cares, LeVert Kevin love kind of spot, you know, and I think they do so by trading Isaac Acoro, Robin Lopez, a 2026 second rounder and a 2028 second rounder for Jay Crowder. I know that sounds kind of like a hefty trade deal, but the Suns said that they only want two second, like they want two second rounds minimum, and in order to make the contracts work, they have to do something along that lines. Robin Lopez, excuse me, is not playing for them right now, really, because they have the Twin Towers, um, in terms of Mobley and Jared Allen, and then Isaac Acora would be kind of like the switch in players between him and Jay Crowder. I think that shores up. You have Dean Wade returning; he was really solid for them. You have Jetty Osman there. You have Kevin Love there, and you have Ricky Rubio coming back in along with Jay Crowder to give that team one, he's already been there. And two, he kind of brings that like veteran playoff team, you know, just experience that every team needs and shooting from that position and good defending. So I, I I think that trade would really put them over the top. How do you feel about that one?
0: Yeah, I love that trade. I think of all the good teams in the league, the Cavs have like the most glaring positional weakness, which is like the, the six, six to six, nine guy on the wing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Jay Crowder is a great fit. The only reason I'm hesitant to do it is because I don't think it it gets them over the top. Like, I, I don't think they go to win a ring. And I'll say it 10 times. Like, this East is too good for yeah. the Cubs to go win a championship, even if they get Jay Crowder. It's a perfect fit. It would have to depend what they gave up. So I don't know if it's worth giving up all that for Jay Crowder just to maybe, you know, Get to a conference finals, maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that's my only hesitation is you can stay and stay young with Donovan and Darius and Mobley and build around those guys and just go let them play in the playoffs with the roster they have and and let them get experience, um, and and not give up assets to go get a guy who's gonna help you. Like Jay Crowder fits perfectly and it would be great, but I just don't know if that's worth it when you're you're not gonna win regardless.
1: Not to mention, Jay Crowder hasn't played basketball this year, so we actually don't yeah. even know what we're getting, technically. That's um, true. And, I mean, how much leadership does he really have if he's a, just not playing on the Suns' team right now because he's mad about not starting, you know? Yeah. So there is that. Um, obviously, there's skeletons in his closet. So, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I think that's a fair argument for sure. And, I mean, yeah, the East is just way too, way too strong right now, so it is going to be hard for any team to really, you know, make it big
0: what is your uh, next trade scenario or All buying right. team rather? So my next buyer is the Pelicans. So the oh, Pels have a phenomenal roster. Um, I, I think they can go out and get a shooter and a big shooter in Boyan Bogdanovich, who is yeah. currently on, is it the, the Pistons? Pistons? Yeah. He's on the Pistons right now. He's bounced around. He was on the jazz for a while. He's a good player. Um, Pels just have a, Absurd amount of assets. They can go out and make this happen probably tomorrow if they really wanted it to. Um, Devontae Graham is on a huge contract. He's a good player, but the Pels really don't need him. They have enough guys, um, that they don't need another scorer like Devontae. So, and then they have a ton of picks. Um, Dyson Daniels is a good young asset if, uh, the Pistons are interested in him. So I think maybe Devontae Graham in a first for Boyan, um, if they want more, maybe Devontae, Dyson Daniels, and a first for Boyan, I think that could work. Yeah, I absolutely – this is basically the exact
1: trade I had. Um, I didn't include the picks, but, yeah, like, they have a ton of picks in t- from that Anthony Davis trade. Obviously, they have – if anything, they have an embarrassment of riches on this team. We've been over the roster a couple times on the yeah. Lovecast, so I'm not going to go over it again, but they have – so many really solid players that they can afford to basically combine those players into one to get one player. Obviously, like Bogdanovich fits perfectly with them. Um, I really like that pick. I had that same pick and player and team and everything. Um, on there, I think that really makes them an a legit out of all the teams we've talked about. They're probably the one that gets pu- pushed closest to contention coming out of a, not a weak West, but a West where we don't have. Like a king right now, you know they can
0: like they can beat anyone right now. I think if yeah. Zion's healthy and Bi's healthy, and if they go and get Boyan, then they can you know that gives them an even better chance of beating whoever it is. Not to mention
1: during playoffs, I want CJ McCollum on my basketball team. He's just been a part Absolutely. of way too many like historical moments with um, Dame Lillard in Portland. So yeah. yeah, they've they've had the experience, they have the talent, they have the assets to go make that trade. I think that is a trade we will see probably, especially because. Could you imagine if the Pistons getting Dice, a guy like Dyson Daniels? Yeah, um, perfect. I know they're kind of heavy at point guard right now, but I mean, who cares? Who cares? Like your shit, your shit team. Like it yeah. makes you worse. Makes you get Victor Wembanyama, hopefully. So, yeah, really like that trade. Um, my next buyer was a tough one. We're starting to get to the level now, where the teams that we're mentioning as buyers are kind of like idealistic buyers in terms of I don't know if they have the assets to go out and get yeah. anything but they are asking for like they would be a buyer if they did. Um and to me that's Denver. They're just they're they're so good and I wouldn't be surprised seeing them come out of the west, but I I just feel like they're missing something. Like they're missing the they're missing the offense for when uh Jokic comes off the floor. They're missing the the big guy that's not DeAndre Jordan. I hate that DeAndre Jordan comes in and actually plays minutes for them. He's been washed since Brooklyn. So I think they need a player of that caliber. That being said, I cannot figure out what they do. So I was wondering, did you have any ideas on what they could do? Because I honestly, I know really like Davon Reed and like Zeke and Nanaji are like the only two really players that they would be willing to trade, I think in term um, for like a backup center. Other than that, like, I don't know what you get. I could see like them flipping that those two guys to, sacramento for like a a metu or something but other than that i'm not really sure what you do unless you're willing to get rid of rid of like bones highland or michael yeah i was just gonna say i
0: I was gonna say i think bones probably has a lot of value on the trade market and maybe if you get bones i don't know what kind of picks the nuggets have but if you throw bones in a bunch of picks for one of those big guys we were talking about earlier with vooch or um miles turner that would be crazy i don't think That's probably not realistic. I just don't know what other big guy is available. Maybe Jakob Purdle. John Collins or Jakob
1: Hurdle are the two other ones I think are oh no, I was Kuzma was going to be a very heavily featured name on this list, but Wizards came out and said they're working towards an extension with him and they're not
0: willing to sign him. And apparently every time the teams call him, they just shut it down. Okay, yeah. I I was thinking Kuzma too, but I didn't see anything concrete enough like like anywhere he would that any one team was super interested in him. I thought yeah, the Wizards I mean, were going to ship him out just anywhere, but I guess it not. Was,
1: it was looking like it was going to be him going to the Suns for like, I think, I don't even know, but it was going to be him to the Suns, and I think that was happening, but then um, from what I heard via the Mismatch podcast, check that one out, it's a great podcast, Kevin O'Connor and, um, oh, Verno, but anyways, they were talking about how, I guess, Kevin O'Connor talks to the front offices of a lot of teams, so does Verno, but Basically, they were just saying that anytime any team called the Wizards about Kuzma, they shut it down right away and just slammed the phone down. So I think they're working towards an extension for him, which really is fucking stupid. In my opinion, the Wizards
0: should be prime blow-it-up team. Like, they're just playing to get into the 7th seed, 8th seed every year. Yeah, and Kuzma has a ton of value for any, like, content that wants a a long wing. I mean, I guess the thing is, though, if you're
1: the Wizards... I guess you can't rebuild because you can't fucking draft like just traded Rui Hachimura there. And then they they drafted Johnny Davis has not played really at all. He's been in the yeah. league. So yeah, they need like a,
0: a number one pick. <laughs> yeah,
1: for real. And then even then they'd probably be one, they get the number one pick this year and they wouldn't pick Victor. I feel like that's yeah. the shit they would do. Take scoot. Yeah. Take scoot. Who's they equal, like not equally, but is also a very solid, solid player. So um yeah, yeah Denver was my next um team. Let's now get into the sellers. I guess we should have probably defined what buyers and sellers were before we got into this segment. Buyers is a team that are looking to take on players, you know, to kind of push them over the limit. Buyers, to me, are usually teams that are better. Um, they're looking for more talent just to get them over a certain threshold. Sellers are teams, like we're going to go through them very soon, that you know are usually not very good, are looking to either get worse or they have kind of an embarrassment of riches they're trying to get off some players. Um, but yeah, so those are sellers. Those are buyers. It makes more sense when you actually hear the teams. So um, <clears throat> first one, I had the Pacers. I think you had them too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Pacers pretty self-explanatory. They're one of the teams that has, I would say like an embarrassment of riches in terms of they have a really, like a really good amount of players that have value, but they're kind of all over the place in terms of their timeline. And what I mean by that is like buddy Heald, I think is in his is like 30 something. Miles Turner's getting up there a little bit, um, and then the rest of the guys are very young. So to me, you are like, and then like you have Daniel Tice, who does have value around the league. I just don't really know what he's doing on that team. You know, yeah, not on the Pacers. Like he could, he could be valuable to a contender. Um, yep, but yeah, so teams like that, like the Pacers, need to kind of consolidate those guys, get them out of there, get fresh blood in there, figure something out, and then also, um, the Jazz. I think they're going to be moving. Jordan Clarkson would be my guess. Would be one of the and Mike Conley. I heard, um, I've heard Mike Conley to anywhere from the Bucks to the Suns to the um, oh, what I, I heard, I did hear a rumor about him going back to Memphis. Um, basically any team that needs like a veteran point guard to kind of rile everybody in, um, it would be Mike Conley, um, and the Jazz. I mean, and then the next one is like the Spurs, Rockets, Hornets, Pistons, Raptors. It's honestly very hard to put the Hornets on there because they have very little talent that's tradable. Like, they're not going to trade Mark Williams. They're not going to trade LaMelo. The big name I've been hearing is P.J. Washington. I've heard of him kind of being available. I did hear about P.J. Washington, possibly the Knicks. How do you feel about that one?
0: Yeah, I just – I don't know. I'm not a Knicks believer. It just doesn't fit them anywhere. But I I do agree the the Hornets should be sellers. I don't know why – they wouldn't move off Mark Williams if someone throws a crazy deal at him because they're not really utilizing him. Like, yeah, because you know why?
1: Why? You know why they're not utilizing him is because of their fucking coach, Steve Clifford. He did this in Orlando with Mo yeah. Bamba, and then now he goes to Hornets, and he's playing veterans over fucking
0: um, – what's his face? Uh, Mark Williams. So yeah. I saw actually a, a Warriors go get Mark Williams um, hypothetical, which I think would be really good because James Wiseman just – he, he, he's yeah. not it. He's not the yeah. guy. No. Um, so if the Warriors throw like uh, some young players off their bench and some picks, I don't see why the, the Hornets wouldn't do that. Um, yeah. My seller. So I think the Wizards should be sellers. I don't know why they're after not, what, uh, what you just said. Yeah. I don't understand that at all. They can get a lot for Kuzma right now or KP. He's been playing out of his mind. And yeah, exactly. KP too. And there, what's the Brad Beal situation? um he's an overpaid
1: basically fringe all-star who i'm happy the celtics never got
0: yeah so who? But yeah, he's not brad a super like but... like there's got there's people around the league who want brad beale there if brad beale goes to the heat the heat would be like fuck yeah i'll take yeah, that call like yeah. and throw a ton of picks at it so the wizards i don't know what they're trying to build or what their plan is if like, are you trying to build around Kyle Kuzma right now? Because that's not really how that works. They're building around Kuzma, Beal, and KP, which is just yeah. awful. And I heard they might buy out Will Barton. So they're letting
1: some guys go. But, like, I don't yeah. understand what their I, idea is. I don't know.
0: I get Kuzma and KP are good players, but they're just not good enough that you have to sign them. Like, you would rather go trade them away and get really good high picks and restart. I Which, yeah. I, I don't know.
1: I don't know, dude. The Wizards, when was the, the Wizards won that one, like, it wasn't even Eastern Conference Finals, I think. It was just like, they beat the Celtics in that. Remember when John Wall was on the scores table, like, yelling at the crowd? Yeah. Was like 2012, I think, or something, maybe even. When, when we, we had it, IT? Something like that. And, yeah. And that was basically, oh, that was, I guess that would have been 2015, 2014, if that was the time. But anyways. That was the last time they did anything, and that really was nothing in the long term of things. Like I
0: saw John Wall come out and say that they would have beaten the Cavs <laughs> that year and yeah. like won a championship. I don't know about, uh,
1: yeah. don't know about so, that one. There,
0: they were never close. No, they need to. They need to go get like a, a top five pick and yeah. build around that guy. Yeah, which like like we already
1: mentioned, their drafting history is just fucking awful. Um. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, like the Wizards, I just feel so bad for Washington. Fans because it's just you know i don't even know it's just like year after year you're just rooting for this either mediocre or just bad team um yeah and it's just awful so i want to look at their draft history ready johnny davis last year this year who mentioned hasn't fucking played in how long that was um that was a 2022 draft he got picked 10th which it was before uh, Jalen Williams, who's been absolutely amazing for OKC, Jalen mm-hmm. um, Mac Williams, AJ Griffin, Tari Eason, um, Jake Laravia has been playing, Walker Kessler, David Roddy, Marjan Anyone Bocane, who's been in the game has done more. <laughs> yeah, Nikola Jovic. yeah, Ty Ty Washington, Patrick Baldwin Jr., Peyton Watson, Andrew Nemhart, like all Coloco, Max Christie, like ridiculous. Um, 2021, which was obviously last year, they gra- drafted Corey Kispert, 15th just horrific that was before that was before alpren sangun trey murphy both of those guys get trey man kai jones jalen johnson keon johnson um and then like some solid players oh quentin grimes bones highland cam thomas um dayron sharp um and then from there it's not oh herb jones uh, miles mcbride so just really tough (laughs) and then let's see they drafted denny Odvida ninth in 2020 that was before, um, hold on, Jalen Smith, who plays for Indiana now, Devin Vassell is pretty good, Tyrese Halliburton, Aaron Nesmith Cole Anthony, Isaiah Stewart, Alexi Pokashevsky, who, you know, Poki's fun, Sadiq Bey, Josh Green, Precious Achua, Tyrese Maxey, um, RJ Hampton, Emmanuel Quickly, Peyton Pritchard, Jaden McDaniels, Desmond Bain, like, <laughs>
0: Theo Malin. They might need a new GM,
1: dude. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, they picked... Rui Hachimura in 2019, Troy Brown Jr. Um in 2018 with the 15th pick. Um, and then yeah, they picked Jerry and Grant with the 19th pick in 2015. So I mean, really, really just they didn't have a first round, a first round pick from 2015 to 2018. So yeah. really just horrific drafting there. Like that is <laughs> that is just well,
0: well, I mean, hilarious. I still think like none of those guys were top five guys. If you have a top five or top three pick, you can Hopefully, um, make a, a better decision and have an easier decision.
1: Rui Hachimura was taken before Cam Reddish, PJ Washington, Tyler Hero, Romeo Langford. You could argue, might as pretty similar <laughs> careers, Matisse Thibel, Brandon Clark, Grant Williams, Ty Jerome, Nasir Little. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, no, to your point, they've only had a 10th, 15th, 9th, 9th, and 15th, and then 19th. So, yeah, they like you, like you said, they haven't had um. They haven't had like you know a crazy top five trick. Uh, yeah. Let's be, while we're talking about it, let's talk about the Rui
0: trade real quick before we
1: go. How did you what? What grade would you give that trade for the Lakers?
0: So it was just none for Rui straight up, right? Say that again. It was just Kendrick none for Rui straight up. No, it was none in two seconds. Okay, that's oh man. The, <laughs> I mean the Lakers are just giving a lot up there, but I I think Rui is a good player. I think he's gonna help them. And it, it just for the Lakers, Sorry, all three on, second round picks actually. Three, yeah, that's a lot, it's just a lot. But I don't know, I guess when you have LeBron and AD, you believe that you're a contender, which I don't think they are. Um, I think the Lakers need shooting, and Rui's not exactly a shooter, he's a very good player, um, good size, good defender, which is gonna help any team, and uh, you know, good slasher too. So he's gonna help. I, I don't hate the trade. I'll give it, like, a B. It's just that many picks. I know they're second-rounders, but that's a lot. I'm in the exact same spot as you. I,
1: When I first saw it, I was like, oh, that's an A minus, you know? Like, Rui's <laughs> good. And then I I won. I listened to Wizards fans, and then I also um, watched some Rui tape. And basically, he's, like, an every-night, every-other-night player. He doesn't really... He's not consistent at all. He also mm. just doesn't seem like... I don't know. He really is the biggest like basketball nerd, which kind of scares me. They overpaid. Those picks are going to be valuable because obviously the Lakers are really bad and they're probably going to be continue continue to be bad. Um, I like what he adds in theory, but I mean, yeah, you, you gave up a little much and tra- the Kendrick Nunn thing. If it was he- Kendrick Nunn in a second for Rui, that's great. Three seconds. Kind of weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know really how I feel about that, but I'll give it a B. Um, and everyone's going to say it's because we're Lakers fans or Celtics fans that were, you know, hating on the Lakers. But I really think that that was a little bit of an overpayment for Ruby Hachimura. Um, that being said, idealistically, he could be a really solid fit for this team.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've heard a bunch of people. I think Nick Wright said, who's a big LeBron guy, that the, everyone keeps saying the Lakers are the, the 12th seed, the 13th seed, but they're only three games back of like the fifth or sixth seed. So... I could see them going on a run if AD starts playing out of his mind when he comes back, but I still just don't think their roster is good enough to go all the way. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, thank you all for listening. That has been the
1: NBA trade a Palooza episode. Thank you, Jordan, for coming on and we will be on next week to talk more NBA. Whatever is going on, so yeah, stay tuned for that and thank you for listening.
0: Yeah. Shorty was so with y'all. Coming to say you look, you fine. We got to cut it up. She, nobody kidding, fuck on my line. I'ma keep it above with y'all. Oh Shorty, I'm trying to make your mind. Don't make yeah. it too easy, I wanna try. She looking too good, can let it go by. Oh yeah, think up won the lotto. Yeah. This slow mulatto. She oh, yeah. could be a model. She wanna show me some. Think up won the lotto. Yeah, oh, yeah. this slow mulatto. She yeah. could be a model.